Good morning, good morning, good morning. Today is Wednesday, and this is Channeling Amelin. Thank you for joining me for the organic process unfolding into connecting with the highest expression of self by going inward. Monday through Thursday, I share my journey of sitting and processing as I uncover my highest expression. And I share the process that I use so that others on their own journey can create their individualized process for connecting with their highest self. This is my very first podcast recording. I'm doing the recording exactly the same as if I was doing my video recording. So I have a red comfy chair that I sit in every morning as soon as I wake up. I have a routine of doing a meditation. And then after my meditation, I get into this big comfy red chair and I go through my channeling amylin process. So I'm sitting in my chair right now, and um, the first thing that I normally do is I have my cup of, cup of coffee or a beverage, a, a routine of kind of like, ah, let's settle down with myself, and then I ramble. <laughs> I just talk about how my day was yesterday or what awarenesses I've come to. It's almost like um, a reflection journal. So if you had a diary or a journal and you wanted to um, do it that way, then that would be similar. I am a talker. <laughs> it's easier for, um, to, to express myself speaking than it is in writing format. It's when I'm writing and writing the words, I always judge them, or I have been judging them. So I found a way around it. And um, in my process, my goal is always to find the easiest route of flow. I'm not here to make things complicated for myself. I really do want to find something set up with the greatest of ease. So when I found in doing morning pages, morning pages is something that um, I used to do where you just dump your brain out on paper. Cameron, I think, is the name of the lady that wrote that book, uh, The Artist Way. Yes, The Artist Way. So I begun um, the process of doing my daily um, pages or just writing my thoughts. And again, a couple of things triggered with me, so it wasn't an enjoyable process. And because it wasn't an enjoyable process, I didn't sustain it longer than that couple, three weeks of what I felt I should do. But when I started doing the video and allowing myself to just speak freely as it comes up, then there was less hesitation. And I've been doing this process now, uh, May, June, July, the end of July, so three months of recording um, four times a week is my minimum. The other part of my process is I also, on Friday, I work with a mentor. So um, 
she's my uh, my equal, my soul family. <laughs> Teresa is another um, another individual working on her within, right? Connecting with the highest expression, and we play together. And we use both of our skills to help each other. We show up in different ways. She's highly empathic. So she's much more in tune with her emotions and awareness of them than I am in mine. And then on the other side, I um, have this intuitive understanding. Um, plus, I have a lot of background in educational Right, so just data collection um, from my master's and my PhD. So we get together and we play, and we're just trying to find what comes up. So I am authentic in my showing up, and she's authentic in hers. And as we go through the process, we uncover what maybe some other humans might be going through and share that. That is the process of channeling Amelin, the book. We are writing a book of the process. This is a live organic um, recording of how the process is unfolding, right? So let me chit chat a little bit. And now I'm talking out into the universe. This is completely a process for myself because I think that there is a risk that if I'm doing this for others to help others first, then I could turn it into a performance for others, right? So when you show up for the external expression, and that is not my goal. My goal is to help individuals show up for their internal expression. And in order to do that, I must model it. My process that is organic as it unfolds will be true to um, my internal process. So I am speaking and sharing this with anybody who happens to um, land their ears on it. <laughs> the reason why I'm doing this podcast is from the video, there's not much to look at. <laughs> I mean, I'm just sitting there talking, so you're just going to look at another human as they express. I guess the only thing that's really missing is, um, yeah, that the facial expressions of my emotions. So we're going to try this podcast way of listening um, because I do ramble and this is just uh, organic. It's not sit down with note taking kind of um, process. It should be something that could be listened to in the car or, you know, while you're exercising. Gosh, please don't listen to me while you're exercising. Why not? Eh. Or while you're taking a shower, whatever it is. <laughs> So let's go ahead and get started. Ramble, ramble, ramble about yesterday. So yesterday I spent a lot of time with family after doing my, um, my channeling Amelin video. And what came up in my video is my acknowledgement that I'm living in the future. And living in the future brings a lot of anxiety because what I'm doing is I'm just using a programming Right? So my memories, my experiences from the past, and I'm projecting them into the future. But I have no power in either of those um, time and spaces. Right, So I can't do anything about my past except for recreate the perception or the meaning about it. 
and I can't do anything about my future, but um, use my imagination and creativity to make a plan or something for the future. And then, again, I'm only putting forth what I know today. I'm not um, allowing for something um, different to unfold if I create that goal that's specific. Now, I am I'm very flexible in my future planning, even though I live there a lot. Um, it is kind of, oh, I don't know, the hobby that most people have. Like if you play basketball or you're on a kickball team, it's just something you do for an enjoyment. What I do for an enjoyment is I'm always thinking about um, the future and how to create change, uh, adapt things. I enjoy personal development and education. That's my field. So I tend to think a lot about education reform. But that's just entertainment. There's nothing I can do in the future or the past. So it is this present moment that I'm learning to live in and to express in. Because right now is the only thing that I have power over. And if I look at the situation or um, whatever's happening as the current moment, then I can keep changing it now and now and now and now and now and now. But in the future, I can't do anything about yet. In the past, I cannot change except for perception. So I'm aware and um, intending to stay more present. Now that can be a, um, a difficulty for myself in terms of imagination because that's where I escape to. When the present moment gets challenging, um, I'm dealing with something frustrating, my mind will automatically or in an addiction cycle go into the future. So staying in the present is, um, is taking effort. It's not a natural landing for myself. Um, and I have met people who do live in the moment naturally. I remember I had this one student, and he was just so chill with everything. He was like, you know, if it comes, then we'll deal with it then. If I'm just enjoying my time, doing what I'm doing. Um, but he was so um, comfortable not knowing what the next step is. He was so at peace with what had already been. So I know it's possible. I just have not quite gotten there. So the process that I use um, in awareness and being in the moment um, to listen to myself. So in our society here in America, especially in our, you know, Western culture aspect, we tend to express ourselves externally. We use the external world to create meaning and to communicate and to um, kind of define, right? We define who we are based on our education and our attachments and our interests and all of that. But that's a lot of times it's about the outside expression. And the inside expression is almost undefinable until it comes up. And for us to see that, we're going to have to spend time watching, observing, noticing. And then the second thing is not only the time, but the surrender into allowing. 
a lot of times something will come up that is, and um, I personally, <laughs> I can um, create it into something different right away, right? So this um, observation and surrender into allowing is to stop myself from manipulating that what shows up and giving it time to just unravel. Let me give you an example. I have um, I have self-confidence issues, right? I write. <laughs> um, throughout my life, I have, our capitalist society demands this constant more, more, more approach. And in this society, I took on a role that allowed me to disconnect from my true self. And I did that so very much that I almost forgot who I was. And when that false pretense became evident, um, my identity kind of went through a, what do they call it, an ego death, right? When your identity is not what you thought it was, and you have to break down all of the meaning and patterns and um, programming that you have placed on top of the real you that you saw, right? So my ego became flawed. There's holes I saw within it. I saw my own true self, and then I had to start removing those parts of me that were not my true expression. So that's the process we're doing. So I'm going to go inside, and when I say go inside, it's almost like a, medita a meditative state, but I'm not meditating because meditating is where you're just um, observing that which is and it's none of you. What I'm actually doing is visualizing or trying to call forth my programming and beliefs in a creative imaginary way so I use visualization and it takes me to almost like another realm a workshop where I can detach from this physical 3d world and all of the expectations and stories I have about it so when I go inside again I get in a comfortable space and I use breathing everything about our essence is breath. It's something that's constant. No matter how we create ourselves, we will always be able to come back to our natural breath. That is the expression of our, you know, human self is our breath. So I use four, seven, eight breaths. I breathe in for a count of four. I hold it for a count of seven. And then I exhale for a full count of eight. And this breathing style allows me to slow down my breathing and thus um, everything about me, right? My vibration, my emotion, my everything just slows down. And in that slowed down state, I'm able to observe without the necessity to just react and move back into my automatic pilot. Um, I also use my visualization to ground. So grounding is very important when you go within 
because it is our external world where we interact. And um, when I began this process, I did not do my inside. I mean, I did not do my grounding. I would just go into this altered state and hang out there. And I had, I mean, it's unconditional love. It is very comfortable. Um, and it's almost like all the answers are there. So when I lost confidence in myself, I would keep going there, right? So I'd be like, oh, well, it must be that I can't have um, this divine wisdom flow through me. I have to stop and go inside and get it and bring it back to the 3D world. So let's go inside. Four, seven, eight breaths. I'm going to do three sets. Breathe in for four. Hold it for seven, out for eight, and then I'm going to talk through the process as I get into my channel. Okay, start with grounding. The way that I see grounding is like a bulb of roots. When you're planting a new tree and you pull it out of the pot and all the roots are kind of bound together in this mass. So I see like that mass of roots buried underneath my butt into the ground. And then I see the individual roots just um, reaching out, kind of um, anchoring down deep into the ground and out to the sides. So this is my grounding space. And then from the ground up, I become a trunk of a tree as I sit here. And that is a symbol of my channel or bridge from my... 3D expression, right, the, the world that we all share together, those aspects of the world that we can agree on. I have this bridge or channel into my highest expression of self. And in my highest expression of self is where I connect with the true me. And then this bridge allows me to bring that back into the world that we interact. From the bridge, my um, at the top where the tree trunk is, at the top are the branches and leaves. And this is what receives, the receiving part. I get it like nutrients. And um, the leaves and all of this um, show up in the color of the aurora borealis for me. It's like this wavy greens and blues and purples. So this is the setting that I visualize, the roots that ground me, the trunk that bridges into the space of my highest expression, which is where my aurora borealis um, are in these trees, 
And in that space, I have people that I work with. And I say people, but they're not physical people in this space. So Teresa, my coach and mentor that helps as far as her voice I call on or the space that she holds, I call on that to help me through breathing, through slowing down, when emotional emotions arise. So it's almost like that guiding voice through the process. And then I also have a council, or what I call a council, because they sit at a desk that's curved. Not a desk, but this table-like um, setting. And there's about five and a half. So I have five of them, and I have a half. I say a half of an entity because I know that there's a space being held there, but I can't see the, the outlines, so I don't know who's holding that space. But I have these other five entities that each step forward depending on what we're talking about. And they do not have a face. It's just, it's almost like if you would see a man of light or a woman of light, a human of light, right? The, the bodily fun, um, figure of a human is what I visualize and see. But I feel the consciousness of whoever you would pray to or um, your, this is like the, I teach in a, secular education and we use the inner guide so it's that all-knowing within you you might call it your soul um, like I said you might go where you pray whoever you're praying to this is your highest expression this is the collective consciousness this is where all-knowing is this is where unconditional love so no information from this space is ever detrimental to anyone it is absolute love Okay? So you know that you're in that space if there is loving information coming through. Um, you still will struggle with your ego expression at times, but you know that you're in the right space when the information that comes through is always supportive and loving. And it's, it's almost like you're unconscious, though, beyond what you're programming. Okay? Above that space, I do have another, and this grew with time. So I worked with my channel my tree for a very long time but then this other space opened up above my head and it's kind of like a white column of light that goes into this extra room that's complete darkness there is everything and nothing there so I do not have an expression because there is no contrast so I cannot be this because it would mean that I was not this, right? But I am everything. And this is where you can consider your understanding of God, right? Your higher source or that which controls this universe or the divine design. Um, whatever it is, this space, it reminds me that what I am creating is a creation. And in my essence, I am everything and nothing and it is for myself to wield the creation um, of how I become an expression okay so in my true self I am nothing and everything perfection but you can't express yourself in perfection because there is no contrast so in this 3d physical world is where we're able to experience or allow a God expression as a sliver Right, just a little bit of that expression comes through 
each and every one of us. That divine design, whether you're, if you're thinking, if you're not believing in any higher power, it could be science, right? It's the aspect of the more that we discover, the more that we understand that there is a divine design. And it could be nature, it could be just, it is, whatever you call it, or it could be your God, or however you hold the meaning of all life. Okay, so that space is where I meditate, and it's important to keep going there so that I don't get caught up on the stories that are being created, because they are not who I am. I am the creator of all this, and I do it in um, conjunction, or I conspire with the universe, God, through my um, all the access of all information, and then my unique expression. So I'm in this space now. I have it all lined up. The grounding, the tree trunk channel bridge into the branches, the bows of the tree, the leaves, aurora borealis, and then finally up to the I am. Next thing I do is I remove my ego. So I have this Ebenezer Scrooge kind of candle, and I move it back out of from within me and to the side and I set it down on what I have as a brick wall. I don't know why, it just comes up. So I have this brick wall that I set the candle on and this is just to acknowledge that this is not my programming that I'm going to be working on. I'm going to remove my ego so that I can get underneath that programming and it's kind of rewriting the foundation. I'm writing um, the code that everything lies on top of. And sometimes the programmings that I have will become inconsistent with the work that I do um, underneath them. Okay, So my ego's aside, and now I'm in this space. How I direct my channeling is I have an intention of question. Now, it can be a process that you're going through. So who am I? What is my purpose on this planet? Um, what is my purpose with um, or what is my understanding of my mother? Um, how do I make it in this world with um, struggling financially? Whatever your questions are, they are right and received. Right meaning all that is, is just that. There's no judgment of any question that you have the desire to know. You may go in and find those answers. Those answers are there. Once you go into this space, your ego is removed, so it shouldn't be trying to conform this new information into an existing program. This space is open and allowing for that which comes forth to do so. So I go in and I ask questions, either organically, like, hey, what's up today? What's in my Amelin's highest good to know? Or it might be based on a specific um, situation that I was dealing with the day before or that's happening in our world. So one thing that I would like to ask about because this has been coming up and I've noticed a pattern is the difference between it beliefs in other people. So when I have a belief that's fundamental to my own and it contrasts with the belief of somebody else and whether that person is close to me or a stranger there is this um, desire 
or necessity to make them wrong so that I am right. right? So if I have a belief that I hold dearly to myself and somebody contradicts that, then often there is this pull for me to say, well, no, well, look at this, and to almost convince them of a different way of thinking. And I want to understand how that plays out because it's extremely powerful right now. We are, um, we are breaking down mindsets. We're breaking down conditioning of the way that people think in our, um, in our globe, in our universe right now. And we're going away from these programmed right and wrongs to how do I discover this. And in doing so, we're getting away from that um, obedient alignment to that which is disseminated to us. Okay, so if I had a belief that was given to me from... It can come from society as far as an institution of education or a business or of religion or wherever a belief comes from. Or it could be passed through societal, through your family and your friends and your neighbors and your community. But this belief system has been passed down. It is not something that innately grew from you. These belief systems, when they come against a challenge, then we can rely on all of the information that these institutions have put in once the ideas were challenged in the onset. Okay, so they had this idea, and of course in the beginning it is challenged. People have pushbacks, and they're saying, hey, wait. This is something new, and those struggles to um, incorporate that understanding into ourselves brings forth questions. So those questions were raised, and a response was given to bring back into obedience. So when we find two people of different ideologies um, trying to convince the other person to come to their way, then we're just um, perpetuating this game of debate, right? Here's what I believe, and here are all the answers to what you are coming up with to negate that belief and allow space for yours. I have those answers, and I give them back to you. It's like tennis, tic-tac, tic Tat, tat. But it, there's not necessarily a lying or laying down of those beliefs and distancing themselves from two individuals' expressions that have agreed to share space and time together. So the only way that you're coming against another um, expression is because of your choice to do so, because of your alignments in the world. I have zero interest to be honest in um, some sports I am not a um, a person that expresses myself through my physical skill sets so when I come across somebody who has their physical expression as their main expression of existence then I um, When I come across somebody else with a physical expression, and I have a mental expression, yes. So what we're doing is we're coming at it agreeing in 
the reason why we synced up. Because I would not be in their world unless there was a reason for I, I to be there and vice versa. So let's say that I'm at a soccer game, right? And there are people that express themselves physically. And it's not only the participants in the game. A lot of the spectators, the reason why they're watching is because they understand the game and they too enjoy the physical expression of an individual, right? And they like to pair those skills against each other and see how um, skills can be improved and how creations can be played. So as a mental expression going into a world of individuals that physically express themselves, I can see the exact same thing in the 3D world that they see. However, the meaning that I'm going to make from it is much different. And for me to go into their world and say, you are wrong because I see something else. And of course, I'm going to accept what I see because it is in alignment with myself. But when I take that and I push it on to these other individuals who have been in their own self-expression and tell them that they are wrong because mine exists then you can see the fallibility there. We remove all that is from the world only to allow our one choice. And that is fine in a self-expression, right? Because we are choosing every single second of the way, I am this, and now I am this, and now I am this. But we have free agency to do so. When we do that in an outward projection and we say to the world or another individual, you are this, you are this, you are this, it can never be accurate because it is my projection from my understanding of the world onto another and I have not understand their full expression of themselves. So this condemnation of a, of a opposing belief is just a game that we play for our egos. We can hold two contradicting beliefs in the same space and time, knowing that one is our own and the other is of another. They both have space to exist there. It's how we interact. And a lot of times we try to obliviate um, some beliefs from existence. It's kind of like saying we enjoy the light of day, so therefore we are going to find some way to remove the darkness of night from our expression. And because there's a divine design and a balance in nature to everything, when we manipulate in our way of only preserving one existence, then we cause imbalance and we cause harm to those other existences. So it's just an acknowledgement that you have your own beliefs. That is your creative power and your free will that you were given in this life expression. But just as, if, as you were given that, so was every single human in existence. And so for you to have your right of your expression, then you must allow every other their right of expression. And we're not doing that now because there is a fear and a lack um, 
a fear of lack. <laughs> there is a fear and a separation from that which could be. If we would rise above our fear of survival, which we can do, we have evolved prefrontal cortexes that allow us to actually um, be in control of our expression rather than it just being an, an automated mammalian or, or reptilian brain, right, expression, that which was continuing on for eternity. But we are evolving with every other species on this planet. And human evolution is about our ability to create and express in this world. And we're evolving to the understanding of balance. We are evolving to um, stop expressing an external um, need to fill this endless hole, right? This, en this emptiness that we don't understand where it comes from. That emptiness comes from within. Without your own expression taking up the space of your existence, then you will need to fill it from things from the external world. So this process of channeling is nothing more than understanding what your beliefs are from your choosing. And then that confidence and that safety and that feeling of completeness allows us to go out and do the same for others. Once you have respect for your expression, you will have respect for the, res for the expression of another without needing them to align with your beliefs. They can be a human of the same species in whatever expression they choose. Now, as a society, when we go inside, and this is multiplied and multiplied by the billions of people on this planet, then you're going to see a change from control to creation. You do not need to push down another in order to uplift yourself. There is plenty of space for your expression to exist. And when we tap into our divine design of each human's expression, that which they came in with, that which differentiates one from another. When we use that in its design, then we will see a balance of humanity coming in alignment with nature. There is no right or wrong to this expression. It's kind of like a gravity law. Right? If you drop something, it will fall as long as our understanding that it will fall is there. Correct? Because if we believe that it will not fall... So by going within, what we are doing is allowing more possibilities to express. When we must be filled from that which is outside, we are limited by what expressions are given to us. And once we express from within, the variety expands. We have enough resources on this planet for full expression from within. 
We do not have enough resources on this planet to have a um, an endless consumption of that on the outside, which will never fill the emptiness that is held to be filled with self. So this process is that unfolding of being in tune with self and present in the now. And that is the constant balance in nature. You are allowing nature to express through you rather than manipulating that expression to only conform to one or two. It's as if we would breed all of one species of animal only into one type of breed and we refuse the existence of others. So there is a, a natural unfolding of our possibilities. Misguided, it could lead to destruction of our species and planet. The misguiding is that we are all on one, two, three, twenty paths only. In reality, we are on a billion of paths. When you allow your own expression, you will have respect for the expression of another. And this is why going within is the call of this time and space in human evolution. So after I do my channeling, I just kind of pop out. So this information comes. And, and all I'm doing is reading what shows up. So I'm just allowing that which flows through me. Now, this message wasn't personal. It was more universal. But sometimes I get um, information that's personal to my own development. So um, there's a lot of varieties of how this comes up and the process it goes through. I hope that you have some interest. Your curiosity has been piqued into this journey of what does going within mean and what um, positive or what benefits could it possibly bring to your life. If you are interested in this journey, if what I'm saying resonates with you, then please consider joining me Monday through Thursday. I will be posting Monday through Thursday every day, and um, maybe we can start to build a community of support around this and resources, but it always starts from self. So this journey is from my inside out to your inside out, and I hope we meet in mutual respect for each other's expression. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.